Welcome to the Agilistocrats. This is our last podcast of 2016. We're going to try to wrap up and talk about some things, kind of a retrospective almost uh, on the year for each of us. I'm joined by by all of the Agilistocrats, Double Penchel, Maria Mattarelli, and Richard Chang, who just had a birthday. Do you each want to say hi? Hello. Richard Chang here. Hi, Double. Hi, Maria Mattarelli here. All right. And Maria, you're just back from India. Yes, excited to to be back and hoping to get on this time zone soon. <laughs> All right. And Richard's recovering from his birthday and hoping to get on the time zone as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my 30s. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Dava, what's going on with you? Oh, I was in India too in the whole month of November. And uh, yeah, just trying to see if I can get some vacation time and can't seem to find it. All right. And I'm on vacation as soon as we're done this podcast. So, all right. So we have three questions we're going to go over for the, for this. We'll each talk about it. So the first question is what is the most valuable thing you learned this year? Uh, Maria, do you want to go first? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, you know, I was excited to see this question, Dave, because what one of the things I learned was actually came from the certified agile leadership class. I've been collaborating with Michael Sahota around uh, hosting these classes in Chicago and uh, as you might be able to tell, there's sirens outside my window right now because I'm in Chicago. And uh, it was really insightful to just learn. There was actually so much I didn't realize I didn't know. As we were talking about different culture models and different approaches to just organizational transformation, um, it, it's hard to summarize it here in just a few minutes, but really there's a whole other world of possibilities that I discovered that we aren't even addressing at organizations and a lot of companies are looking at the tactical without really looking at the strategic or cultural aspects of an organization. And when we start to look at how we show up and show up differently, we can then create more change. And that's been something that I've been applying more in my life and already seeing some really great positive results from. Oh, that's awesome. All right, cool. And so, and people, if they want to find out more about the classes, do you want to do you want to share the URL or tell them where they can go find out about more about it? Yep, we have more classes coming up. Uh, AgileLeadershipChicago.com. Uh, you can see where our next class is and find out more information. Cool. All right, thanks, um, Richard. Do you want to go next? Sure. So, for me, one of the things I've done this year uh, that really kind of uh, came to light for me as a trainer, especially, is. Um, So in the classes, sometimes I get different questions, thoughts, perspectives. They'll ask stuff like, well, what if I don't have a full-time Scrum Master? Can I just rotate people through? Or, hey, what if I have someone spread across multiple teams? We need to do it that way, right? Or, you know, what if I have the project manager also as my product owner, also as my Scrum Master? They'll ask me different anti-patterns. And what I've done this year is instead of saying that's good or bad or that's right or wrong, I don't do that anymore. What I do now is I just say, look, if you do it that way, you know, here's what you're going to watch out for. Here's the, here are the issues. Here are the advantages why you might do it. Here's what you're going to look out for. So usually when they say stuff like, well, can I have people spread across multiple teams? The problem with that is you could. Things are just going to take longer, and it's going to add a lot of risk. So you'll have to weigh that out. Do you want things taking longer? Right? Do you want to add risk and complexity to your system? If you're okay with that, that's the trade-off. So those are things to think about. And so it's not telling people what they do is good or bad, right or wrong, but it's to tell them what to look for if they're going to do things that we know to be 
wrong? anti-patterns. Oh, okay. Uh, not <laughs> wrong. Just look, if you do it, it's just riskier and it's going to make things longer. You might have a reason to do it. You'll have to validate whatever reason you believe you have with the risk you're incurring and the length you are absorbing. So they're hopefully making more informed choices, more responsible choices. Yeah, and I'll also tell them that, hey, wherever you are today, there are things you can change tomorrow. Right. And there are things that you might not be able to change tomorrow, but you should start thinking about putting the seeds in place now to affect that change over time. Okay, cool. All right, and Dabo, what about you? I didn't learn anything valuable this year. <laughs> 2016, go home. Total wash. All right. Waste of time. No, so- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to put it down into like one single bite-sized event, but I would say this. Uh, innovation uh, requires messiness, purposeful chaos. And this is something that was already like part of my thinking, but it was good to kind of get that validated by other people uh, that I closely collaborated with uh, at my company and with David Snowden. And this was something kind of important for me to kind of at least get that permission slip to allow myself to think that way. So in, 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 in that manner, it was really, really valuable because... I've always struggled to fight with the neat model-oriented people, and it's difficult for me to approximate the entire world in a, a model. So I, I like the fact that you have to purposefully like scramble it all up before you can put it back together. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so for me, I had two answers. So on the personal side, I'm, I have been – I don't know if it's something that I've learned, but I've become much more aware of – how even when I when I feel like I'm totally overloaded and overburdened, that all the stuff that I have to do is stuff that I want to do. So I, I'm trying to be, or I guess I'm becoming more aware of how it's generally things are really good, and and just trying to be more present with that. But um, work wise, the big biggest moment for me was something that happened at the Agile conference this summer. I was interviewing Ron and Chet, and. Uh, one of the things I asked Ron about was if whether or not he felt the team members should hold each other accountable, because that is something that I've been teaching for a while. And Ron said, no, he said, not at all. The team members should hold each other up. And I was, it kind of like hit me really hard. I was like, wow, that's really an amazing thing to say. So that, that was a huge kind of light bulb moment for me. Um, the idea of being supportive instead of just being each other's keeper. Hmm. So what does that look like? Well, I I don't know exactly what it looks like, but it was one of the things that was interesting when I interviewed Alistair. Uh, he talked about being at you know the writing of the manifesto and how he's been a part of a number of those things, but that was the only time he's been involved with that you know level of effort where everybody in the room was purposely going out of their way to support and 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 build each other up. So they were they were doing exactly yeah. what Ron was saying. So. Um, I can't say I always know what it looks like, but it, it definitely can have some very positive results. Um, as, instead of just being each other's watcher, being somebody who's there to, to you know, mm-hmm. help each other achieve more. Sure. No, I mean, it makes sense. You know, one example, I guess, is instead of saying, hey, why didn't you make it work? Saying, hey, how can we together make this work? Yeah. I mean, any, I think anything that any team member can do to help the others kind of rise to a new level is a good thing. Um, yeah, sounds awesome. All right, so next question. So what area of Agile are you most curious about or hopeful for in 2017? So Maria, do you want to start out this one as well? Yeah, so you know, as far as curious, um, 
it's not so much that, but it's more excited about. Um, one of the things that we've been seeing and hearing has been a growing interest for agile marketing. So agile outside of IT, looking at applying it in the marketing department. And you know, we just led a class in India last week and we've got interest for coming back to India and doing three more classes in three different cities. Uh, we're looking at Dubai. Uh, we had someone attend our class in India from the Netherlands. Uh, got two more requests for that and then also looking at China. So I'm really excited about the interest that we're starting to see on a worldwide level. Uh, we did a class in Singapore this year, a couple classes in the US, and the interest is growing. So I think the whole concept of business agility I think people are starting to talk more about that, as we heard in Munich, uh, came up in our open space at the trainer's retreat. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing where this will go uh, as the interest is starting to grow. Cool. Uh, Dava, what about you? Um, I'm mostly curious about how Agile is being applied at the hardware level uh, and also looking at other other domains where people are experimenting with agile i'm kind of curious to find out how their how their findings come about yeah my main hope with the area of agile is we'll hopefully stop talking about scaling uh, <laughs> this was a, uh, this is something that is closer to my heart because everyone is trying to create their imitation hoplites you know what the hoplites were they were the greek uh soldiers and Back in the day, even 2,000 years ago, other nations would try to buy that kind of armor and the same kind of clothes and put them on their peasants and then hope that they would turn into Greek hoplites, but that would never happen. I mean, this kind of copycat agile has been happening for a long time now, and I hope like some folks will start paying attention to growing their own agility as opposed to looking at copying somebody else's big picture. So I actually got it all out of my system this year by writing an article on InfoQ with Andrea Tomasini, where I, I strongly feel like we start shifting the conversation toward growing agile as opposed to scaling or, or creating yet another imitation hoplite. So what's the difference between growing and scaling? I mean, how, how do you explain that to people? Uh, growing is more around like what, what actually fits with your culture. It's It's kind of... It's it's uh, I, I could I could best describe it by using an example. Yeah, you can take uh, a plant and you can try to grow a plant uh, in the natural environment where it is normally available. So I can take a mango plant, try to grow it in India, and that will be perfect. But if I now take the same plant and plant it in 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 Houston or in, or in US, I will never get mangoes because mangoes fall off when they get untimely rain. What I'm trying to say is you can't install something that has never developed in that kind of an environment to grow in a different environment. You have to develop your own agility to get your own kind of fruits. Okay, cool. All Unless right. you irradiate by a lot of GMO stuff. And, <laughs> you can make it grow anywhere. Right, right. With enough radiation and, and side effects, you can have anything you want. It's what science is for, man. I know. <laughs> All right. Richard? I'm looking forward to more scaling. I think that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I think we need that to grow. And so more scaling, I think I feel very safe if we could scale awesomely. That's <laughs> it right there. Um, no, that's a joke. I agree with Davil on the whole scaling thing. 
what I'm looking for actually, um, so the Scrum Alliance right now has some initiatives in place. Um, they're going to migrate the certified Scrum um, professional. Uh, right now, I think there's like an application fill out, but they're going to create some advanced courses in target areas like Scrum Masters, product ownership, and in different areas. And they're going to offer that next level advanced um, uh, course uh, with the advanced certifications. And I think that's going to uh, allow us to develop some really nice uh, curriculums and develop some really good um, uh, offerings that uh, allow people to do a deeper dive in the areas of being a scrum master or being a product owner or just you know getting away getting past that that initial learning uh, shoe phase of scrum into the ha and into the re phases more the more advanced absorption and mastery phases i think that's uh really exciting and i'm looking forward to uh rolling that out cool okay um so i think I think for me, the thing that I'm most curious about and hopeful for at the same time is I want to keep continue trying to work on figuring out more about how to get Agile to work at digital agencies. Um, a lot of them really struggle with putting it into play because of the relationships they have with their clients and the history of how they've always worked and you know, swapping people around all the time. Everybody's working on 13 projects. Um, and I think that there are aspects of Agile that can be introduced there. And, and be stabilized. I just, I really am looking forward to coming up with something, maybe a course or something like that, um, with some, some suggestions about how to do that. So um, I'm excited about helping the people in that area figure that out a little bit more. When you say di uh, digital agencies, yeah. what does that mean? So for old people like us, web shops. Um, that's what th they evolved into digital agencies. So these are, tend to be smaller companies. They do everything from... Um, SEO and banner campaigns to developing websites and software for, for agencies like marketing, advertising agencies. It's that kind of model. Okay. So, uh, and, and I've been spoken at their conference a few times and I talked to a lot of them pretty frequently. And one of the things we're always talking about is how do we get, or how can, what, what aspects of agile can be applied that don't require these digital agencies to have to teach Agile to every client that they have, because that's one of the challenges is, and maybe Maria's work will help with this, but um, the agencies, some of them might know Agile, some of them don't, some of them don't care at all. But if these agencies are going to switch over and have Agile teams, they're going to have to take up teaching their customers and their customers aren't necessarily going to pay for that. So it's kind of tough. Um, all right. What are you going to do differently this year? differently this year oh um so i started uh over the past year or so like in my courses the the product owner the business analysis the scrum master all the various courses i end up uh ad living ad hocking just incorporating things in that are really kind of interesting neat concepts in the moment and i've kind of um realized a lot of this stuff is you know really solid in terms of being able to operationalize it. And so in December, what I'm doing with the kind of the bit of the slow time I have from a work standpoint is I'm redoing all of my materials to kind of uh, uh, take the best of learnings from this past year, incorporate that as part of the, uh, the standards in the course. So I'm looking forward to kind of rolling out 2017 with all updated materials in terms of some of the content exercises, activities, insights, uh, even ideas that uh that i'm going to update the materials with that's part one then part two is um we actually have uh, uh designers on staff now so it's not just me and my stick figures anymore 
And once I get done with my side of it, I'll have them uh, make it look prettier. That's cool. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. All right, Davo, what are you going to do differently? I've got a couple of things lined up. I submitted my certified agile leadership application. I got it done yesterday. Ah, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, hopefully it'll all work out fine. By January, I should know. So that is one thing that I'm definitely looking at in hosting Cal training classes. The other area that has piqued my interest is design thinking. And I've started taking some 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 work on, on along those lines. And I'm hoping to kind of incorporate what I have learned through my design thinking work into my product owner classes and possibly into coaching engagements at some point in future. So next year, that's that's where I'm hoping to go. Cool. All right. Maria? Yeah, those are great answers. I'll do all of those too. Um, but one of the things that actually Davo was talking about for the second question that he was curious on was the Scrum and Hardware. And I'm interested in learning more about that. In fact, Joe Justice is doing a Train the Trainer class in uh, Seattle in February. And we're looking at running an agile marketing class in parallel. And as they actually build a car using Scrum, we're looking at how we can sell the car using agile marketing, which will be exciting. So I want to learn more about what they do with Scrum and hardware and then also um, see how we can really really look at the business agility end to end. So I'm incorporating, uh, so really looking at how can organizations at the, the larger level incorporate these concepts rather than here's what a team does and good luck going out there while the organization isn't any different. Okay, cool. All right. So I have two things and Maria, I might need help with one of them from you. Um, one is that I am like Richard, I'm going to blow up my CSM class. I want to redo it. And mostly because it's gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable with it. I need to do something to make myself a little more uncomfortable. So I'm going to start from scratch. And one of the things I want to do with the course is to include a lot more social engineering stuff um, for the Scrum Master role. Um, so I'm going to try to figure out how to do that. But the thing that, uh, Maria, I might need help with from you guys on is I do podcasts for a lot of different places and they're all over the place and I have no way of consolidating it and making sure that I have one way of promoting it and marketing it and trying to build up awareness about the different things that I do. So um, I might be coming and asking for help at some point, but that's something I've decided I'm going to try to figure out next year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I would love to help. That'd be cool. So cool. All right. So it's the end of the year. Do you guys have any final advice for people before they go on the holiday? Uh, All right. My advice is if you're going to go out drinking, call Uber, use Lyft. They're awesome services. I took a Lyft last night. It was like $5. Uh, It was great. And were you drinking? Uh, A little bit. Okay. (laughs) All right. Maria? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So closing out the year, you know, a lot of people take time for reflection and, you know, it's an opportunity where people look at, you know, what can I do differently going into the next year? And I would say, you know, rather than try to make you know, New Year's commitments, you know, without an action plan behind it, uh, one of the things I've been applying lately after talking with Peter Stevens is the concept of personal agility. And one of those concepts is, you know, what matters most? And if you can identify what matters most to you, then you can map back your actions and see if the things that you're doing are helping you be that person that you want to become. 
So I'd like to encourage people to not just make a blanket New Year's resolution, but take some time and, and reflect on what matters most to you. And given what you come up with, it could be three or four things, but not not many more than that. You know, what could you do? How can you consistently take small steps of action that align with those things rather than having a shallow resolution that may or may not still be there in two or three months? Okay, cool. And Davo? I, I think uh, I'm going to give an advice that I always fail to take myself, uh, but I'm going to try again this year. Maybe I'll take Maria's advice on taking it slow, <laughs> creating an action plan. I, 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 tranquil, tranquilo. Uh, maintain peace as far as possible, as much as possible. Try not to disturb yourself by taking too much on. That would be my advice to myself. And, and to me too. <laughs> I'm not good at that either. Um, I'm, I'm towards that and I'm going to actually try to take vacation time and not work every day for the next, at least for the next week between now and, and New Year, which is probably tomorrow morning and, and New Year's Day. I'm going to try to actually not work at all. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> See small goals, Dave. Small goals. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is actually kind of a lot. I don't know. I've got – I don't know. It's tough to let go of that stuff. But anyway, I hope you guys have a great holiday and a great New Year's, and uh, hopefully I'll get to see you soon. Sounds good. Yeah, everyone have uh, – enjoy your holidays. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to fly uh, south for the holidays. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I hope everyone has a great uh, holidays and Happy New Year. All right. Thanks. <laughs> 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>